Vox Quick Hits. Hey, what's up? Hello. And goodbye? <gasps> Welcome back to What to Watch. This is the show where we tell you what to watch, and we have some sad news. This is the last time we will ever be telling you what to watch because we will have recommended everything worth watching at the end of this episode. That's it. We got through it all. We've reached the end of the internet. Yep, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and uh, during this episode, we're going to tell you about stuff you didn't see this summer, some of the best stuff that maybe you missed, because we want to make sure we get to it, and these are the last four things that there are to recommend. Alyssa, what's your first thing? My first pick is Steven Soderbergh's film, No Sudden Move. Sending a man that works in an office to pick something up. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. Good morning. Everything is normal, except... What do you want? Is that something you'd say? Normal Monday? I'm gonna shoot you right now. I love this movie, partly because I kind of usually am interested in whatever Steven Soderbergh is making. It's a heist movie, sort of. It's set in Detroit in the 1950s, and it's about a couple of small-time crooks who get hired by bigger-time crooks to pull off a job that they don't really know why they're doing it, but they need the money, so they're going to do it. And what kind of transpires is a whole series of unfortunate events that lead in some unexpected directions. And I don't even want to say a ton more. The screenplay was written by Ed Solomon, who has written things like the Men in Black series and the Bill and Ted series. This has more of a kind of a sleek and stylish vibe to it. And it has just the most incredible cast. Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Amy Simons, Julia Fox, Noah Jupe, Brendan Fraser, Kieran Culkin. The list keeps going. It's a really terrific cast. The movie is just fun to watch. It's also a little confusing. So if you're watching it and you're not totally getting it, that's okay. I wrote a article for the popular website box.com that tries to untangle some of the historical threads that are in it. Hell yeah. I actually saw it twice and I found that I enjoyed it more with the second viewing because I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it if you're looking for just like a fun, stylish thriller that also has some great surprises in it. One great thing about this movie is it's just under two hours long and it is streaming on HBO Max. Emily, what's your first pick? My first pick is a show I don't know that people have even heard of. And when I talk about it, you're going to be like, this exists? It's called Kevin Can F Himself. It's about a woman who keeps playing perfect housewife. Hey, where's our breakfast? You're not supposed to have favorites. Kevin's my husband. Yeah. Babe, can you go see if my package is here yet? Can't you do it? I'm in the middle of something. Then one day, she realizes what she wants. Whoa, Miss Hercules over here. <laughs> Is that blood? It doesn't mean you get to be moody. You already used that excuse once this month. It stars Annie Murphy, who became famous as Alexis of Ew David fame on Schitt's Creek. Oh my God, Ew David. She plays a sitcom housewife, you know, the perpetually underappreciated, perpetually overlooked characters in the background of these TV shows. Her name is Allison. She is married to a man named Kevin. 
And when Kevin is in the scene, this show is what we call a multi-camera sitcom. It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. There's three cameras pointed at the action. There's very bright, overlit sets. When Kevin's not around, it turns into a prestige drama, like a crime drama with like dark lighting and, you know, kind of over-the-top cinematic style. I don't entirely know what to make of this show. I don't think it completely nailed its complicated tone. But God, I love that it tried. And I watched all of it just fascinated and excited and very curious to see what was happening. I hope they could figure out a way to do another season of this. I don't think a lot of people knew about it, probably because it's on AMC, which is a network that's very hard to see right now because a lot of people are not tuning into the cable and they have their own proprietary streaming service, which I should mention is a really good streaming service and is worth subscribing to, but you probably have like 16 other streaming services. Although, if Kevin can F himself, and yes, F stands for what you think it does, sounds appealing at all, AMC Plus, worth checking out for a month just to watch it. It's eight episodes long, each is between 45 minutes and an hour, and there's nothing else like it on television. That much I can tell you. Alyssa, what's your second pick? My second pick is the extraordinary film Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone stole her. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. Pig was like kind of a weird semi-breakout hit this summer. I would have never expected that. I saw it months ahead of when it was released. I think some of this is due to the fact that it had a trailer that made it look like it was going to be a film about Nick Cage on a rampage, which is not totally wrong. But I would say that it is still a totally different movie than you're expecting. So it is starring Nick Cage. Nick plays Rob, who is this loner truffle hunter who lives in a cabin in the woods all alone in Oregon with his truffle hunting pig. They hunt truffles, which are these very expensive kind of mushroom things that people buy for an extraordinary amount of money, and they're delicious. Well, one day, the pig gets stolen. And so Rob has to go into Portland, the nearest city, and start looking for his pig. And what's unexpected is that the story really becomes this meditation on grief and memory and also the Portland fine dining scene. Alex Wolf is also in this movie, which I think a lot of people remember him from such films as Hereditary and also this summer's other smash hit, Old. Old? It's about a beach where you get old. A beach where you get old. Alex Wolf is also in this movie as sort of an aspiring gourmand uh, seller of rare foods who's kind of competing with his father, who's the Baron of Rare Foods. It's a very odd film, but I don't actually know anyone who saw it and was disappointed, even if it wasn't the movie that they went in for. So there's not the murderous rampages so much as looking at how our senses and our memories and our grief and our loss and like our hope all kind of get wound together. It's a really lovely film, um, really surprising, I think, for a lot of reasons. And when you watch it, you will want to be eating some like delicious pasta or just something very scrumptious. The movie has recently come to digital platforms for rental or purchase, so you can pay a few bucks and watch it at home on Amazon or YouTube or 
Apple TV, iTunes, all of those kinds of platforms. It's only an hour and a half long. It has the feel of a great little indie film, and I would definitely recommend catching up with it before the fall movie season begins. When you said you want to be eating some pasta, I was so sure you were going to say you want to be eating some pork chops. And I was like, Alyssa. I mean, you, you, can, you can if you want, but make sure you've shaved some truffles over them. Um, Emily, what's your second pick? My second pick is a fun, weird little teen soap called Cruel Summer. Jeanette, right? Yeah, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. We all want what we can't have, even if we have to change ourselves to get it. You think that one day I'm just going to be pretty and popular? Well, if that's what you want. But there are some moments in life that change us forever. I am stretching the definition of summer here because this debuted in April, but it debuted in late April and it's got the word summer in the title. I think it counts. The show is about two teenage girls. It takes place in the 1990s across three different years of the 90s. The two girls are played by Olivia Holt as this incredibly popular girl who disappears and uh, Kiara Ariella as Jeanette Turner. She's kind of the nerd girl who, after Kate disappears, becomes like the popular girl in school. And you get to chart the rise and fall of Jeanette and what happens to Kate. And in each episode, you see a bit from each year. So you, for instance, will start out seeing 1993, then you'll see 1994, then you'll see 1995. It's a teen soap. It has the twists. It has the kind of dark turns. It has the kind of sexy complications. It also ends up being kind of a really thoughtful show about the legacies of sexual abuse in teenage life. That sounds super serious, I realize, but I I promise you, like, the show handles it incredibly well. I just want you to know that going in because I didn't, and I was like, whoa, it went there. Uh, But Cruel Summer, I think, really has a steady command of its tone, if nothing else, and that's thanks to creator Burt V. Royal. He is the guy who wrote the movie Easy A. Love that movie. Yeah, this is like a, a big TV show for him. Again, It is very teen soap. You're not going to go into this and like, you know, get like a searing look at the human condition, but I think it's very deep and smart for what it is. And the longer it ran, the more I was kind of in love with it. So that's Cruel Summer. It aired on Freeform on TV, but it's now all available on Hulu. All 10 episodes are about an hour long. I love a good teen soap, Emily. It's like the perfect thing to watch at the end of the summer. Yeah, love those teens. And this one Mm -hmm. takes place in the summer. So double reason to watch. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to What to Watch all these weeks. We are hopeful we will be back doing something at some point in some form. And we're thankful to all of you for listening. And now you know everything there is to watch. Isn't that great, Alyssa? It's so great. Now you can just go back to the beginning and find out everything that you should have watched that you didn't when we told you the first time. 
We are eternally grateful to our producer, Taylor Mankin, for making this show and being the best and being on Zoom with us every week as we do nonsense. (laughs) I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I'm the critic at large at Vox. You can find my writing there. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash emilyvdw. I also have a fiction podcast named Arden, which you can and should listen to if you're feeling like it. Alyssa, where can people find you? I am easiest to also find at the popular website, vox.com. What a coincidence. Where I mostly write about movies, but also other things as they occur to me. And I'm also on Twitter at twitter.com slash Alyssa Marie. We have one final piece of business, which is uh, we have gotten so many emails asking, when is Emily going to sing? And it's time. It's time for me to do that. So everyone, to take us out, here's a little bit of Emily singing. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot in days of Auld Lang Syne? Bye. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Au revoir. Ciao. (laughs)